He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia, the Lord is risen indeed. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 49 is on page 400. O hear ye this, all ye people, ponder it with your ears, all ye that dwell in the world. High and low, rich and poor, one with another. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and my heart shall muse of understanding. I will incline mine ear to the parable, and show my dark speech upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil, when wickedness at my heels compass me round about? There be some that put their trust in their goods, and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. But no man may deliver his brother, nor give a ransom unto God for him. For it cost more to redeem their souls, so that he must let that alone forever. Then he shall live alway, and not see the grave. For he seeth that wise men also die and perish together, as well as the ignorant and foolish, and leave their riches for other. And yet they think that their houses shall continue forever, and that their dwelling places shall endure from one generation to another, and call the lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not, seeing he may be compared unto the beasts that perish. Their, this their way is very foolishness, yet their posterity praise their saying. They lie in the grave like sheep, death is their shepherd, and the righteous shall have dominion over them in the morning. Their beauty shall consume in the sepulchre, and have no abiding. But God hath delivered my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Be not thou afraid, though one be made rich, or if the glory of his house be increased. For he shall carry nothing away with him when he dieth, neither shall his pomp follow him. For while he lived, he counted himself an happy man, 
and so long as thou doest well unto thyself, men will speak good of thee. He shall follow the generation of his fathers, and shall never see light. Man that is in honor, but hath not un no understanding, is compared unto the beasts that perish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth uh, uh, chapter 18 of the book of Exodus. And Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel his people, that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Then Jethro, Moses' mother, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back with her two sons, of whom the name of one was Gershom, for he said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. And the name of the other was Eliezer, for he said, The God of my father was my help, and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness, where he was encamped at the mountain of God. Now he had said to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons with her. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, bowed down and kissed him, and they asked each other about their well-being, and they went into the tent. And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord hath done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardship that had come upon them on the way, and how the Lord had delivered them. Then Jethro rejoiced for all the good which the Lord hath done for Israel whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord, who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of Pharaoh, and who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods, for in the very thing in which they had behaved proudly, he was above them. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. Here endeth the first lesson. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, holy, holy. Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son. Also the Holy Ghost, the comforter. Thou art the king of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. 
O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vow safe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. The second lesson begins with the sixth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. For the earth with drinks, which drinks in the rain that often comes upon it, and bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated, receives blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and briars, it is rejected and near to being cursed, whose end is to be burned. But, beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you, yes, things that accompany salvation, though we speak in this manner. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints, and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Here endeth the second lesson. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who hast given thine only Son to be unto us both a sacrifice for sin and also an ensample of godly life, give us grace that we may always most thankfully receive that his inestimable benefit and also daily endeavor ourselves to follow the blessed steps of his most holy life through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose surface is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. morning to all. In our lesson uh, from Exodus today, we get, um, we sort of get a, a synopsis of what is supposed to be the, the vocation of Israel in relationship to the nations. It stands in contrast with the story in the chapter before with the Amalekites, where they were opposing Israel and um, God promised that they'll, you know, that, that there'll be war with, you know, Amalek and that Israel will defeat Amalek, but but the the um, the point with Midian and Jethro is that the witness of Israel, that the great things God has done for His people in bringing them out of slavery and in, in, into freedom, Jethro sees it and and praises the God of Israel. Now I know that the Lord is is greater than all the gods because I've seen the work he has done in his people and brought them out and he praises God with Israel. And this is was was supposed to be the vocation of Israel in general in regard to the nations. Certainly some nations would be um, you know militarily opposed and when that happens they would be conquered by by God. Uh, but the witness was to be that they were to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, as the New Testament says. And this is ultimately the, um, the, the judgment on Israel in the Old Testament is that they abandoned that vocation to be a witness to God's work to the nations. But because they became unfaithful to the covenant, uh, they actually became subject to judgment. And, and actually Israel, God's name was blasphemed, one of the prophets says, because of Israel's unfaithfulness. But here in this scene, we have the ideal. God does his work, the nations see it, and they praise the God of Israel. And this ties a little, in, little bit into our um, lesson from Hebrews 6, where it talks about patient endurance in, in the faith, leaving behind the elementary principles, and how um, if if people you know come to the faith and have this 
burst of enthusiasm and and then fall away they taste of the good things to come the kingdom the holy spirit and fall away uh hebrews says they crucify again the son of god and put him to an open shame which is to say they bear a bad witness to people around them about the power of god just like israel did and so the witness of the church is that patient endurance and he uses the agricultural imagery here about the hard-working farmer the that, that or the ground that drinks in the rain and so the idea is our witness is by patient continuance in the faith we we receive this grace from god that as we persevere in repentance and faith and persevere in the in the grace that comes to us through our prayer um that his life grows in us and we 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 inherit the promises and we also more and more manifest the presence of God in our lives, others can see what God are, is doing in our lives, and they will, like Jethro, they cannot deny, they can praise the God who has done this work in his people. And that's our essential aspect of witness. To, to, and this is where our own interior growth relates to our exterior witness. As we persevere in our prayer, we experience God's power. This is what we can say. This is what God has done in my life. And this is what I have to, the witness we give to the people around us. That is, and that's how interior perseverance and patience and faith in the work that God is doing us relates to the external witness we're giving to other people. So today's lessons is, is really an exhortation to persevere in our vocation, in our faith, so that God's work can be done us and we can also be faithful witnesses to those around us. A few thoughts on today's lessons. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same, in his vocation and ministry, may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed, and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all 